Welcome to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I am the Queen of Pep Talks, Jessica Battle, founder of the Join Jessica XO social platforms, weight loss influencer, recovered binge eater, motivational speaker, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. I am obsessed with helping women create that unwavering ability to believe in themselves in order to achieve a life beyond their wildest dreams. Each week, I'll bring you a pep talk that will encourage you to break through your own limiting beliefs and help you develop the mindset that will allow you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. If you're looking to lose your own bullshit excuses, get out of your own way and grow into your infinite potential, then you're in the right place. Are you with me? Let's get started. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome back to episode three of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about the second time that I lost 100 pounds. And as I was preparing for this episode, really what it came down to was the search for balance for me. If you listen to episode two, I talked about the extremes of my desire to lose weight and to get skinny and to reach the goal weight that I had for myself and how, you know, it was really unhealthy. There was no place of balance for me. And after regaining the entire hundred pounds, you would think that the second time would be a little bit different. And while yes, I did start with better intentions this time around, I still found myself going down that really slippery slope of extreme restriction, over-exercising, and just getting really sucked into that idea of skinny is going to make me happy again and achieving that goal weight and doing whatever it took to see the number on the scale go down. And guys, uh, I am so, so happy to be free of that mindset. And I truly, truly hope that if you're in a place where you're struggling with this and you have just a desire to see the number on the scale be something specific, that eventually you will be able to let go of that because like I said last episode, I can guarantee you that seeing that number on the scale is not going to bring you that ultimate happiness that you think that you're looking for. So today I'm going to talk to you about the second time that I lost 100 pounds. And like I said on the last episode, the weight regain started pretty quickly after I reached that goal weight of 175 pounds. And it started with, you know, one day of not working out and eating whatever I wanted to turning into two days of doing it and back at the drive-thru once a week for fast food to back at the drive-thru every day to back at the drive-thru two to three times a day, really living off unhealthy foods and being completely sedentary and, you know, being discouraged and ashamed of myself to the point that I put the scale away. I didn't realize other than my clothes no longer fitting that I was gaining weight at such a rapid pace. And it took less than a year for me to find myself back at 280 pounds and completely uncomfortable in my body and really just miserable with where I was in my life. Because in my mind at that point in time, not only had I once succeeded, but then I failed myself. And I, at that point in time, didn't really recognize how unhealthy the way that I lost the weight for the first time was, and I didn't really see anything wrong with it. You know, they always say like hindsight is twenty twenty, and looking back on the way that I achieved the weight loss now, having such a sound peace of mind when it comes to my body and my weight 
my relationship with food, my relationship with movement, and just how I show up and care for myself. Looking back to how I was treating myself then, it was no good. And the extreme restriction, in my opinion, can be just as brutal and just as terrible on your body as the extreme overeating. So there I was back at 280 pounds, and I was unhappy in my body. I was still seeking that happiness that I was looking for. I was uncomfortable moving. Physical activity was just draining for me, and I was about 24 years old. So I was like, something here has to give. Again, the thought in the back of my mind of the health issues with the heart issues that my dad had, I was worried for myself, and I knew that the older I got, the more difficult this change was going to be. So as defeated as I felt, as disappointed in myself as I felt, I decided to give this journey another go. And I did have some level of consciousness as to trying to do it in a little more sustainable way. So this time I found myself working out four to five days a week for about an hour a day. And I set my calorie goal to between 1200 and 1500 calories, which again, looking back still was not nearly enough. And I saw the weight loss results that I was looking for. And again, I just so quickly found myself hyper-focused by the number on the scale. And the five days a week for an hour a day workouts turned into committing to double workouts. So I'm talking two hours a day, an hour in the morning and an hour at night, as much cardio as I could do, just so focused on seeing that number on the scale go down because I believed that it was going to bring me the happiness that I was looking for. I didn't learn the first time around that, hey, I got to where I thought I wanted to be and I still wasn't happy. I was miserable in my life and I still hadn't found that place of balance for myself. And at the time, I don't know that I had truly even accepted that balance would ever be something possible for me. I was always one of those people that was either all in or I was all out. I was either restricting seven days a week, working out, committed, like if I missed a day, it was the end of the world for me, or I was all out and I was binging seven days a week, not working out at all, doing all of the things that I knew I shouldn't be doing and that were bad for my body. But the mentality of finding balance just was something that I felt I was either unaware of it or I just felt that it was unachievable for me. So I don't know that I was actually at this point in time on the hunt for balance. I was more, again, on the hunt to achieve this time. The goal weight that I had set for myself was 145 pounds. And on my 5'8 frame, I can tell you that I don't think 145 pounds for my body specifically is something that is attainable, sustainable, and healthy for me. I think the amount of restriction that would be required for me to get there and maintain that is something that I'm just not really willing to do. And every body is different. So you shouldn't compare your body to the next person's. But for me, that's not a place that I think I will ever be. And I never achieved that weight for myself. So I did achieve a weight of 152 pounds. And that was through extreme, extreme restriction. I'm talking double workouts, like I said, probably had myself down to at that point, 1000 to 1100 calories a day. And it was just completely unhealthy. I was not feeling good. I was excited about the weight loss. But Outside of that, I did not feel good in the way that I was showing up in my life. And at that point in time, my mom got into a really bad car accident, which caused me to go off the rails when it came to my eating. And I had always at that point identified myself as an emotional eater, which 
we'll talk more about in another episode, but my mom got into this car accident and I found myself very, very quickly up about 45 pounds in two months. And that was working out regularly because at that point I, I did realize that I enjoyed working out and working out for me was a huge way to deal with stress, anxiety, and just give me that boost of energy that I was looking for. So even when my eating was really bad, I had created the habit for myself to continue showing up in my workouts, which is something that I'm so grateful for because even now, six years later, working out is a huge part of my life. It's something I do five to six days a week because I love it. But I have gotten over the idea that a missed workout means I'm a bad person or I'm stressed if I'm not showing up five or six days a week. It's not the end of the world for me because I know that I'm going to jump right back into my workout routine as soon as I'm feeling better or as soon as I'm able to or whatever the situation might be. So during the time of my mom's recovery, I gained about 45 pounds in two months because I was eating excessively. And when I say I was binging, I mean, I was eating probably six to seven incredibly large meals a day. You don't put on 45 pounds in two months while working out without extreme, extreme amounts of food. So that was where I was back up to 195 pounds. And again, feeling just kind of disappointed in myself because I was like, what is it going to take for me to find a place where I can have this balance in my life? And what is it going to take for me to find a weight that I can maintain that I'm not either constantly losing or I'm constantly gaining? I had never been in a place in my entire life. Now I'm 25 years old where I had been able to maintain a weight. I was either going up on the scale or I was going down on the scale and I was either all in on this journey or I was all out. So again, here I am about 200 pounds and I was upset with myself. So I decided to commit to a hundred days of consistent workouts with no quote unquote cheat meals. So I still had not learned. I was still desperate to get down on the scale because it was something that I felt was going to just make me whole being that low number. And even though I had been there before and I still hadn't found the piece I was looking for, I was still so desperate to get back there. So I committed to the 100 days of consistent workouts with no treat meals, cheat meals, whatever you like to call them. And I did lose weight. I got down to about 165, 170 pounds in those 100 days. And I was feeling good about myself. I was at a place where I still wanted to lose more weight, but I was comfortable and I was getting more comfortable in my body and I was more comfortable in my workout routine and I felt good in the way I was showing up in my workouts. But I found myself then being really strict on my diet Monday through Thursday and then finding myself binge eating Thursday night through Sunday because I was so tired of the extreme restriction. This has been years now where I'm either completely committed to restricting or I'm completely binging. So for me to find that, and this is not a balance that I recommend, but to find balance in a way that I was able to at least maintain within a 10 pound range by extremely restricting my calories and then binge eating on the weekends, I felt like, okay, this is doable for me. But every Monday morning, and when I say every Monday morning, I woke up feeling terrible about myself because I knew that my eating habits were so unhealthy. I knew that I had no business eating seven, eight, 10,000 calories a day for two or three days out of the week. And then come Monday morning, here I am nearly trying to starve myself, taking water pills, two hours of exercise in the morning, 
committing to eating only 500 calories a day or skipping food completely because I wanted to balance out what I had done to myself over that weekend, I knew that this wasn't healthy, but I maintained my weight for probably about two years. And this was around the time that I had met my husband, moved in with him, and I was hiding all of my binges from him. He had no idea that I was going through this and I was miserable. I was so, so miserable, but I was happy because I was at least maintaining my weight loss. And that for me, it was just, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because I grew up overweight and I had been overweight my entire life, but keeping and maintaining this weight loss for me was like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and getting there and being there and staying there was what was most important to me in my life. And I can tell you now after healing my mindset and healing my relationship with myself and my relationship with my body and my relationship with food, my weight does not define me. And the way that my body looks has nothing to do with the person that I am and the way I show up in my life and how happy I am. It has zero to do with that. I'm so happy that I'm here now and looking back at who I used to be and what drove me to do the things that I was doing to achieve a number on the scale or a certain body type. It makes me really, really sad. And I'm just so happy that I'm no longer there. And my hope for you is that through my platforms and through this podcast, you will take a little bit away from the mindset work that I have done and the importance of recognizing that your body is not the end all or be all and it does not define who you are in your life. What's going to ultimately make you a happy person is the way that you show up for yourself, the way that you follow through by doing the things that you said you would do, the way that you take care of yourself, the way that you take care of others in life. Those are things that are going to make you feel like you are a good person, make you happy It's not your body. Your happiness has nothing to do with your body. And I can tell you that because I achieved the weight loss that I wanted for myself. I achieved that low number on the scale. I achieved the size pants that I wanted for myself. And I was still so empty inside. And I had not found the happiness I was looking for through that weight loss. So I hope that this will encourage you to let go of the idea that that goal weight is going to make you a happy person. So I had maintained about 170, 175, 180-ish pounds for probably about two years. And at that point in time, I was getting ready to get married and I wanted to lose more weight. I felt like if I lost another 30 pounds, I would be happier on my wedding day. I would be happier with how the photos came out. I would be more confident walking down the aisle with my husband. So for the first time, I decided to track macros and I thought that it would be a healthier way for me to achieve the weight loss that I was looking for. At this point in time, I wanted to lose 30 pounds and get to 155 pounds before my wedding. And I was able to achieve that goal for myself through, once again, unfortunately, extreme restriction. I did count my macros, and while my macros were set at about 1,600 calories, I completely gave up alcohol, which was okay in the short term, but I knew that it was something that I wasn't going to be able to sustain for the rest of my life because I do enjoy a glass of wine on the weekend, and I got down to my goal, but as I was getting closer and closer to the 155 pounds, I found myself once again, not reaching my macros, I would cut out 300 calories here or 500 calories there. And the more the scale dropped, the more I dropped my calories, the more the scale dropped, the more I increased my workouts. I was just so obsessed with achieving this number on the scale 
that I found myself doing really unhealthy things like taking water pills, extreme restriction, extreme exercise, all because I felt that number on the scale was going to bring me happiness on my wedding day. I would look at my wedding pictures and think, oh my God, I'm gorgeous. And I knew from achieving this before that that wasn't how it was going to work, but I couldn't break that mindset for myself. So while I did achieve, actually I got down to 153 pounds prior to my wedding. When I went on my honeymoon, I realized that I had a problem. I came home from my honeymoon 20 pounds heavier than I had left because When I say I was binging 24-7 for 10 days, I mean I was eating to the point of sickness every single time I could. I would have breakfast and there would be dessert after breakfast. I would have a mid-morning snack. I would have lunch. There would be dessert after lunch. I would have an afternoon snack. I would have dinner, dessert after dinner, then a pre-bedtime snack. I'm talking physically shoving myself with as much food as possible because I had gone again an extended period of time, four months of extreme restriction to reach this number on the scale. And when I got home, I could not get my shit together. I wanted to get back down to the 155 pounds and try and maintain that. And I just couldn't do it. I found myself restricting again, Monday through Thursday, and then binging Thursday through Sunday. And it wasn't until I had a huge breakdown around my binge eating. And if you're coming from my Instagram platform, you probably remember the video of me sitting outside of my house crying because I had been binging all day and I was so physically sick, but I couldn't even allow myself in my house because I knew if I was in here, I would just keep eating. It didn't matter how bad I felt physically. It didn't matter how broken down I felt emotionally. I could not physically control myself around food. I was so out of control and I'm probably going to start crying every time I talk about this story because I can just feel how bad I felt in that moment. And I felt like the rest of my life was going to be like this because if I looked back on the history of the last five or six years of my life, this is how it had been. It had been extreme restriction to achieve a goal, to get there and not be able to maintain it, to then fall back into the all or nothing mindset where I'm binging, 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 gaining weight, to then feel bad about myself to the point that I think weight loss is the answer. So here I am extremely restricting again, falling back into bad eating habits as far as starving myself, over-exercising, taking water pills to achieve a low number on the scale, getting there, still feeling empty, falling back into the bad habits of binging, overeating, having that all or nothing mindset. It was a vicious cycle that I lived for so many years and I had a complete breakdown and I just thought, something has to give something has to give at this point i'm still down 100 pounds but my habits are worse than they had ever been the binging and restricting the mindset that i had the disappointment anxiety stress that i felt within myself around this journey i was at one of the lowest points in my life and i should have been happier than ever i had a new husband I have a great life outside of this journey, outside of my relationship with my body, outside of my relationship with myself. But ultimately, what did any of that matter if I was miserable on the inside, if I was broken on the inside, if I was hurting on the inside, if I was disappointed in the way I was showing up in my life, if I felt out of control around food, if I felt like I was going to live in this cycle for the rest of my life? What did any of it matter? What did any of the outside circumstances that should bring me happiness matter? 
if I was broken inside. And that was how I felt about myself. I felt so broken. I felt, what is wrong with me? Why can I not get control, especially being married to a person who, as I previously mentioned, he has an incredible relationship with food, an incredible relationship with movement, a great relationship with his body. He didn't suffer from any of this. So to be so close to someone that seems so normal and to look in the mirror and feel so broken in all of these areas, it was a really low place for me. And that low place at that point in time, I thought was going to break me, but it ended up being one of the most important moments in my life because I decided that enough is enough and it's not the number on the scale that's going to bring me this happiness I'm looking for. And I had to find out what was, and I did. And we will talk about that on another episode, but guys, I just want to encourage you. The number on the scale It's not what you're searching for. The happiness that you want in your life, it's inside of you right now. And if you're living in a place much like I was, where you are up and down on the scale, where you've been yo-yoing with your weight, where you are struggling with your relationship with food and you can't find the balance that you're looking for, I want to let you know that it is absolutely possible for you to find a place of balance. So often we live our lives in black and white. And I want to tell you that the gray area it gets a lot of shade, right? People say like, oh, it's a gray area. That gray area, that's where I desire to live. That's where I desire to be. I want to be there. I want to be in the middle. I want to know that I'm not living my life by extremes. I'm not living my life starving myself to achieve a number on the scale, but I'm also not binging myself because I don't care about my relationship with my body or I've given up on myself or I don't care at all about the health of my body. I do. I care so much about my body and about myself. And that's why I show up the way that I do. Because ultimately, if you're only showing up on this journey to achieve a weight loss goal, what's going to happen when you get there? What's going to inspire you to continue to show up? Because maintaining your weight loss is so much harder than achieving your weight loss. We can all restrict in the short term. We can all make sacrifices in the short term, but finding that place of balance that will allow you to live a healthy lifestyle because this journey is forever. That's the hard part. And it doesn't start with your workout plan and it doesn't start with your diet plan and it doesn't start with a meal plan or a nutritionist or a trainer in the gym. It starts with what's going on in your head and it starts with your mindset around this journey and it starts with how you approach your body and how you approach the way that you show up in your life. That's where it starts. It has nothing to do with what you're eating or what workouts you're doing. It starts with the belief in yourself and your ability to find that gray area and to find that balance and to find that peace and that happiness that you deserve right now. Because I promise you, it's not waiting for you at the end of this weight loss journey. It's not waiting for you when you step on that scale and you see that number that you've been chasing. It's not waiting for you when you go to that store and try on that size jeans that you've been dying to fit into. You might feel a brief moment of excitement or happiness around those things, but it's not going to last you long-term. I promise you that. So I hope that if you've been following me and you see the place of peace and balance that I live in now and hearing over the last couple of episodes, the struggles that I've endured along the way, it can inspire you 
to really know for yourself that true change is possible and creating the lasting change that you desire in your life is possible for you. It doesn't matter how much you've struggled. It doesn't matter how many pounds you have lost and regained. It doesn't matter how many day ones you've had, how many times you've stopped and started, how many times you feel like you have given up on yourself, but you've dug yourself out of that hole and you've found the courage to start again. You are capable of creating the change that you want in your life. It's just a matter of learning to approach this journey from a place of peace, from a place of love, and from a place of true desire to feel good in your life and know that the number on the scale and the size clothes that you wear and the way that your body looks is not what determines that. It's how you follow through for yourself. It's how you show up in your life on a consistent basis and do the things that make you feel good. Today, I encourage you to do the things that you said you would do because I promise you that is one of the first steps in finding the confidence that you want and finding the happiness that you're seeking. It's in you right now. You just got to pull it out, girl. I believe in you. Show up for yourself today. And thank you so much for being here. I love you so, so much. And I'll talk to you during episode four of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. Love you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you were inspired by today's pep talk, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the inspiration coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, head over to joinjessicaxo on Instagram for even more content that will inspire you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. I love you so, so much. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, live today with a grateful heart and remember you're not only worthy, but incredibly capable of creating the life you desire.